Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Part-Time Beverage, the official canned cocktail of the Fifth Year Podcast. Their club special is a refreshing lemon-lime cocktail made with real vodka based off of Oklahoma's own club special. They've also introduced the Cape Cod, which is a cranberry and vodka with a hint of lime and sparkling water. Whenever you're on the golf course or at the lake, you've got to have the part-time beverage a try. Uh, we've got a fun episode on hand. We're going to dive into the big news of Kale Gundy resigning as running back coach at Oklahoma after 23 years. Uh, we'll also be diving into the Big Ten TV deal, SMU's massive NIL collective, and more. Uh, if you haven't yet, check us out on YouTube. And if you're uh, watching on YouTube now, subscribe below. Uh, and we're still on Spotify and Apple as well. So like, subscribe there. And lastly, follow us on social media at Fifth Year Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, now on to the episode. You are looking live at the Fifth Year Podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Rooley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. What's up, fellas? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's keep it going. I love that intro. All right, I just all right, wasn't yeah, we're expecting going it. Right. Uh, let's, uh, how's it going? It's going good. Like, you sounded like Barstool Mincy. Isn't that what he says every I did, time? Yeah. He's, like, walks into he's my role model. King Mincy. Shout out loving. King Mincy. I aspire to to have the loyal following that he has yeah. king of the south <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh not the king of the south right now kill gundy oh come on <laughs> that a good transition yeah, yeah. perfect yeah uh He's the king of nothing <laughs> yeah kill gundy uh resigns at ou after uh apparently saying some racially charged words or reciting some racially charged words uh that were on a player's ipad uh, that was not paying attention during film session. Uh, no excuse for saying, you know, that word. It sounds like it was probably was a mistake. I think Kale Gundy is a good guy from everything I know. I don't think he's a racist. I think he's, you know, the mentor to a lot of players uh, throughout the years. Um, still, though, um, tough position to put Venables in in year one. So I don't think you can really blame him for the decision that he made. Uh, was, you know, it's at the hands of Gundy that's his own fault but still tough tough way for for his legacy to end at OU after 23 years coaching four years playing you know guy spent nearly 30 years at OU I think has more wins than any other OU player coach uh ever so um tough to kick off the the fall camp for OU yeah Zach uh, what are your thoughts on this one um I mean I I'd assume I I hate using the word so I'd assume Kel Gundy's not a racist. Like anybody who works that closely with like young African Americans as he has his entire life, like I don't think you could actually be a racist and be in that position. And all his players love him too. It's the other right. thing. Like former players have come to his defense. Like Rodney Anderson's brother was in the room, I think. Yeah. And like Rodney Anderson did a public stay. Like they like so it's it's a tough spot. Um I'm sure it was a really tough spot for Venables. 
I still do think it was really weird the way, like the resignation at 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday. I told you guys I think that's odd. I don't like there might not be anything more to it, but if there was news dump, be shocked. that's a yeah, good time for news dump. It's a fantastic time because everybody's like, what the hell when they wake up the next morning? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either way if that's like 100 percent story of what happened or if there's more to it than that. Um, I guess probably like 10 people know like the actual number or story to that. So it, yeah. it is a tough deal because Kale Gundy is um, I'm not going to say he is OU football, but he's been a stalwart in that um, organization for a long time. Yeah. Um, and Andy's good at what he does. He's a very good recruiter. Love yeah, you. Really good recruiter. A great recruiter. I mean, he's landed Adrian Peterson, Joe Mixon, DeMarco Murray. I mean, just so many good players. If you think of modern uh, Stoops era running backs, he's coached them. He's been the receiver, inside receivers coach the last few years. And, you know, there's been dudes come through there too. So, it's a uh, a pretty pretty as tough as a of a loss as you can have for losing a position coach because at the end of the day, you know people are reacting like it was the Lincoln Riley news. Like this isn't even in the same breath as that. And, You're right; it's much bigger. <laughs> I uh, think it, I think it's just as shocking, but it doesn't have as big of an impact on OU football. Right. Like to continue and move right. on. Like which, you, in no world would you have like I. There's no world where you could have said, you know, Gundy's not coached. Like, like that's the last yeah. thing you'd ever expect Gundy to resign from or we, you know, resign, you know, air quotes there. Um, so what do you think is most likely here? I, I do think he's just going to sit out the year. Like he's not going to, he's not going to coach football for a while. He's just going to yeah. hang out and watch. He'll um, be on the Grand Lake a lot. Do you, yeah. Do you think he's going to be joining his brother uh, Bob in the XFL or um, like a like a random school like USC. I don't think he. No way, USC. he's not he going to USC. My thing is, he would already go to USC. Um, yeah, he has not. too much respect for OU as a program yeah. to go coach with Lincoln Riley. So if he went anywhere, it'd be somewhere maybe um, Mark Stoops too. I think in Kentucky you mentioned uh, yeah. that'd be that'd be interesting. I I just don't see he's such a good. I mean, college football. Right, he's such a people involved know that he's not a bad guy that he's not a racist that he made a dumb dumb mistake uh so i if he if he wants to coach again he can coach at a high level i wouldn't be surprised if he goes with bob i know we've talked about this zach i wouldn't really be shocked if he if he eventually joined mike and stillwater you know kale's an oklahoma guy he would not stillwater's not for everyone but that's a place kale could live and enjoy life uh it's a family affair at that point man yeah, it so makes it easy. I mean, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think he'll ever coach at OU again, but I could see him back at OU in some capacity, whether it's, you know, recruiting director, director of ops, something. Um, but you can't, I just can't imagine him coaching at OU again after that second statement from. And if him. there's any OSU fans that would be upset um, with, with uh, Kale coming on, grow up. Like he, yeah. He's, he's really freaking good at his job. Like, yeah. I know he's been a lifelong sooner. I remember being younger and, like, figuring out Mike had a brother on the OU staff. I'm like, why would he not come play? Like, why would he not come coach at OSU? It's his brother. <laughs> and now, the like, realizing, like, oh, my God, this guy's sooner born, sooner bred. Like, he wants no part of Oklahoma State University. Now, I mean, it's a little different. Circumstances have changed. It is kind of funny how OU and OSU are both kind of family affairs in the state. All the brothers are kind of, like, trickled in, trickled out. Well, Oklahoma. also, yeah, and then so Gary Gibbs, who coached at OU for a while, was like the '90s or the '80s. He's yeah, on he staff. was right after. Right he's after, on staff uh, at OSU. 
Really? Yeah, he's I knew like he a, had been. I didn't know he still was. Is he an he, analyst or something? De- defensive analyst. So like he was fired. a good coach too. That's yeah. He, he just had to follow up what, Paul Switzer. Switzer. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty tall task. But like that yeah. guy's been on staff at OSU, and nobody even notices or cares. Yeah, he's been there for four years now. It's a long time. So I guess yeah. is it Ladanian or not Ladanian? Ladamian yeah. Washington, who was a stud at Missouri. Um, for the, that name sounded number. very yeah. familiar. Yeah, really good player at Missouri. Played in the league for a while. Was he on those uh, like Chase Daniel teams? Uh, he's after that. He's more recent mm-hmm. than that. I think oh. he's uh, like early to early mid 2010s. Michael uh, Sam era. Yeah, Michael Sam era. He, uh, but yeah, so he's I think was coaching like it's been a he was an analyst. Like this is he's being thrown to the fire here. He. You know, only has a couple of years of experience at the college level coaching. Um, they do have uh, Matt Wells on Savage list. You know, he's got the, he has been a receivers coach in the past before becoming coordinator and eventually a head coach. And then where he was at Texas tech until this year. So there are guys on that staff that can be in that room with them. Um, it's not like, like if he's that like he'll have help and, he's got an opportunity. Maybe he's, he's going to be a stud. Uh, he's got an opportunity to uh, go take this job. Um, if the receiving core performs this year, if he recruits well. So um, I don't think he, I don't think worst case, it has a, an enormous impact just because of the support that, that Venables has brought in with analysts, with guys that have, you know, experienced at the highest level um, that are, are not on the field coaches at this point. So, um, LaDamian Washington played for seven NFL teams in two years. He was on the number Cowboys, Niners, Giants, Browns, Dolphins in 2014, then Steelers and Chiefs in 2015. And All then, right. Did he play? Did he? Was his quarterback Matty Mock at Missouri? Yeah. What What years did you say? Was he at Missouri? Uh, was I off on a It year? says 2014 undrafted from Missouri. So that was the Matty Mock era. Only that was a Mock after that? that? I don't know. We have. Was, I thought that might be uh, – what was his name? The guy drafted Frank, – Franklin or no, Drew Locke? No, there was another guy. Uh, uh, yeah, they've had a lot uh, – Booger, pick, and chase Daniel? No. Okay, Matty Mock played at Missouri from 2013 to 2015 and then Eastern Kentucky in 2016 after being dismissed from the Tiger football program. I'm thinking of Blaine Gabbert. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, he was before. He was before. Missouri yeah. like kind of spits them out quarterback. Yeah, they do. I, I don't know how because they that, I just remember that spread offense, those five wideouts, and it was just all from sideline to sideline. That was Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, Jeremy Daniel. Macklin. That that's like the not to get too off topic, but to me, that's like the biggest win in in Gundy history is they went up to Columbia. OSU's ranked like 20th or something. Um, Zach Robinson and they went to go play Missouri who was number two but if they won they were going to be the number one team in the country because like Alabama or whoever's number one lost that morning and so it like Missouri hadn't had a three and out all season I don't think they had punted in like four games somehow I don't know how that works but it was some stupid stat like that basically but OSU like went up there and beat them and it was just a random win but Jeremy Macklin Chase Daniel and then they had that Owen Daniels I think was the tight end he was a beast mm-hmm. he really really uh, good uh, Gary Pinkle is one of the more underappreciated coaches of this this era. I mean, yeah. the guy took Missouri to two SEC titles. He got him ranked as high as number one when they were in the Big Twelve. 
Made a couple of Big 12 titles. I mean, they had some really, really good teams. Where Missouri, is he at now? Is he just like uh, he's working? retired? He's retired. He has some health oh. issues. Oh. Sorry to Gary. He was good. I'm glad he's gone because that means Missouri's bad. Yeah. I don't think the the current guy they have is very sharp. He's though. a goofball. He's he like is snake a oil salesman. Oh yeah. He is uh he's out there for the clicks. He, Eli Dirkwitz, is that his name? Drinkowitz. Drinkowitz, that's his name. Something Wits. He's he, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on the Gundy situation before we uh, before we move on? Nope. Unfortunate events. Yeah, tough tough start to fall camp, but uh, fall camp's here, so you just gotta gotta get going. Um, big news at the national level after a forty year partnership, uh, the Big Ten and ESPN ABC are no longer going to be TV partners starting next season. Uh, reports are out that uh, ESPN's dropped out of the most recent Big Ten uh, TV negotiations. Fox has locked up that that prime spot, that number one game already uh, in the negotiations. And then CBS and NBC reportedly are likely to be the uh, other TV partners of the Big Ten. So imagine starting next year, uh, there could be a week where you've got a 11 a.m. or noon Eastern kick, uh, big noon kickoff on Fox, that 3.30 uh, Eastern spot on CBS that was the SEC's, and the NBC uh, at primetime all potentially could be Big Ten games. Uh, seems significant. It's kind of weird not seeing Big Ten on ESPN going forward. No more uh, no more 11 a.m. Illinois, Indiana with uh, – uh, what's her name on the call? What's the who's classic early Big Ten kick? Uh, is it Jenny Taft? No. Uh, ESPN. I don't remember. Okay, oh. but poor one out for that. Yeah, I can't. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of her name. Does this? Does this? Will this impact uh, our college football viewing experience in a in a negative I'm, way? I mean, like it already. Like everything's already started. To yeah like we're already there you know like yeah the game the games are going to be on somewhere like you like and as a consumer like unfortunately you've seen it with espn plus like basketball wise like either buy the at like the package or you don't get to watch your team play basketball some nights of the week if you're not kansas or or ut like it sucks yeah. for fans but at the same time like It'll be interesting to see if this means the Big 12 is going to get like a better or worse deal from ESPN because at this I think point, it's better. I would think better too, but at the same time, um, the more I was thinking about it, ESPN could be like, look, we're we're all you got because CBS isn't going to come knocking. Like Fox doesn't want you. Like you want NBC could. Uh, NBC could. NBC could, which would be interesting if they did because I think it, I think it's even a little interesting that they're doing the Big Ten stuff. I think Fox still Fox could. Yeah. They all, all they have right now is the Big Ten because they're not they're gonna they might choose between the Pac-12 and the, the Big 12. Throw a little more money out there, and that money is crazy that the Big Ten is getting three fifty yeah, million a year for uh, from CBS and NBC. Uh, for comparison, uh, ESPN locked in their contract, which starts in twenty twenty four, with the SEC for three hundred million a year. Bargain. Um, reportedly, yeah, yeah, seriously, CBS is getting the number two Big Ten game each week. And paying three fifty, they are kicking which, what, themselves. Which what's not the signing resign with the SEC for three? Which what what's the number two Big Ten game every week? Wisconsin versus Michigan State, you know? Yeah, you might have yeah, say Ohio State and Penn State. That's on a good week. That's on a good week. Michigan, Iowa, yeah. something like that. Yeah, which is yeah. like 
Yeah, a lot of times you, you end up with Nebraska, Purdue, or something like that. Some week. Yeah, no offense to Iowa because they're a good program, but like those games are so freaking boring to watch. Yeah, three tight end. And it's just like prehistoric types yeah. of football. Like it's just I, on a good week if they can get Ohio State, Penn State as their night game, and then the two thirty slate is Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin. I mean that's really good. But well, I don't think the pin. I think that number one game would be a, a big noon kick. Yeah, that's another good point. Which that sucks. Yeah, that's a negative Big Ten negative there. Like, don't you guys think the Fox Big Noon kick is getting bigger and bigger every year? Like, I feel like it's getting not. Yeah. it's never as big as College Game Day, but it's more and more of a spectacle to watch. It, hey, how it will be you... interesting when when Corso. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's why that's why I still watch Game Days. Because Corso, if if Corso wasn't on it, I wouldn't care. How often will the uh, college game day gone go to non you know how often will they go to a big 10 game without you know like you they think will, it gets I, super political now like if it wasn't already but now it yeah it's really political that's good we have question. a, li- a yeah. live pga situation on our hands between the i hope not who's live in this scenario fox uh both yeah the tv companies they're both live yeah we're the pga tour the fans yeah but it'd be it'll be weird to see like I mean that. Hopefully, that's a long time from now when Corso decides he was hanging him up. He's not not trying it's, to be sound negative here. But if he if he's alive five years from now, I'd oh come on, dude! How old is how old? Is he? I don't know. He looks I think he's like, in his eighties. He is the old, old, struggling. The, he was roommates with Burt Reynolds at Florida State. So, um, who is no longer with us? If that tells you anything. Lee is uh, 87. Jeez, God, yeah. he looks good for an 87. The sun shines. He too. looks guys, good. Yeah, he but he, his mental, he sounds he's got good. The, head, the brain of an 87. Oh, get out of here. He sounds oh, good. Oh, he, he can barely. Sharp, they like give him. Attack. They have to sub him out of all the episodes. He takes breaks. Yeah, and he, break. he's the best. And I picked him on that traditions draft. But golly, so, sometimes it's like Kirk the, kind of holds his arm like, okay, yeah. come on, you could get through it, get through it. The videos Kurt takes of him in the morning are so yeah. funny. Oh, those are great. Like, like at like 4 a.m., he's yeah. just like staring into the abyss, like rambling about something. They're hilarious. <sighs> so American soon. American But So freaking soon. It, 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 to get back to what you're talking about, it, it's just like there's so much more that can play out. Like if the Big 12 in the next month adds four of those Pac-12 schools, like Pac-12 offer goes, you should almost like feel like the Pac-12 should take what they can get now. Yeah, they should while Oregon and Washington are still there. Yeah, like because they're, they're you're not talking about a, TV deal specifically. Yeah, 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 they're not going to get a dime back if they if they let like Oregon, Washington leave, and then how do you think that? How do you think the conference realignment relates to the TV deals? Like it's all 100. percent It's that's all it's yeah, about. It's, yeah, ESPN told Texas to go, and Texas told OU to go, and yeah. But ESPN do you think like, the networks yeah, okay. are involved in the talks? Like how much information can they get as part of the yes, negotiation? They're, they're not maybe not sitting at the table, but right. they're they're, they're the, relayed every single bit of information. The conference administrators are just you know puppets for the. It's like yeah. I had a a buddy. Me and my buddies were talking, and it was like I bet in like ten years from now we get like concrete evidence that the TV um, people are the ones that did this conference realignment. I'm like, no duh, we already know that. Like, yeah, like that. Oh, you in Texas wanted no, like that was never on anybody's radar until I'm sure Disney went to ESPN and or Disney told ESPN to tell Texas and OU like, hey, let's go to the SEC. You're gonna make way more money, and you're gonna make us way more money. Like, it's all TV people. So the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve are the next up for a new TV deal. 
Yeah, Pac-12s right now, Big 12s after next year or the year after that, I think. Hmm. Yeah, wow. Big 12s, I think. 2025 or four. Yeah, the SEC is is also up next. They're 2024. They've just reportedly already locked down the contract. So. Which I guess the SEC could negotiate. And yeah, no, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, we want way more money. Yeah, after this, they're going to say, wait, we're worth way more than – Three hundred million dollars. They especially they if they and, add like Virginia or something. Like, there's just yeah. so much more left that could happen. ESPN. I mean, the SEC is also going to have to sign a deal with someone else, right? Well, yeah, because they're going to have so many teams. CBS can't. Yeah, so or CBS ESPN. won't do. Does Fox? Does Fox dabble in both the SEC and the, like? Who else gets involved? NBC. NBC or like, might. Or like Apple or Amazon. Yeah, actually, I, I bet it, that like, for a I very small for a very small percentage, just like one of those obscure streaming. Sites. Yeah, I think we'll enter the picture soon. Yeah, yeah, no, they're soon. reportedly going to be the uh, in the running to be the streaming partner of the Big Ten. It's really that'd no cool. difference anymore. Everything's like, on smart TVs. Yeah, like I said, though, that'd be cool to have like an Apple TV channel, like an app just for mm-hmm. the Big Twelve or the Big Ten or SEC. Yeah, or yeah you know, you just go on there and watch all the games are there. If you want to watch West Virginia TCU, like oh, yeah. this week that's on Apple. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean that's how basketball is. Like, unless, like I said, even KU they made play on ESPN Plus last year for basketball. Mm-hmm. They're the national champions. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, now they didn't have as many games on ESPN Plus as, um, like, I'm trying to. I guess OSU was pretty bad at basketball, but like, you know what I mean. Like, they still play on there. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We, we keep saying it. Like, let's just get there and then be done with it but i still think we have a while before we're there all right another topic uh involving money uh smu has been waiting for this nil moment you know they they played uh played around with this well before their time uh they got the death penalty they had the pony express days now that paying is legal it's time for the ponies to roll uh they announced or smu didn't but the boulevard collective was announced which is a massive uh, collective uh, for the men's basketball team and uh, football team. If you don't know what a collective is, it's just a group of, you know, alums coming together, pitting their money together, give the players, you know, marketing advertising opportunities, and then they get paid like a salary. So uh, we've heard of Texas Tech's, the Matador program, where they're giving players 25K each for the football team. This one's even bigger. SMU's paying 36 grand a player to each football and men's basketball player, which like is unparalleled, especially at the group of five level. That's, you know, that's as big of a collective I've heard. That's like high end SEC type money SMU's throwing at them. So um, they've, you know, Sonny Dykes has kind of turned them around. They've won 10 games the last few years. Uh, and it seems like this is uh, an opportunity for them to uh, even take it to the next level, especially if they're competing against a uh, group of five teams that just resources aren't even going to stack up. Yeah, there's no way any group of five schools can be able to match what they're doing. So, right. Um, I mean, even some power five schools can't really match that. Yeah, so can, no. can, that's going to be I, better than most power five. Like, can Iowa State match that? Probably not. Um, I don't know. That's a lot of money. And we've talked about it before, too. Like, if they're not producing results, though, I wonder how quickly people – and this not just SMU. This is everywhere. everywhere. It's like, why would any donor want to keep giving thousands of dollars – um directly to a player's pockets it's one thing to donate to the school and like continue to donate to the school but when it's going directly it's like one player why would he continue to do that if the player plays bad or the team plays bad i i just don't know the money will run out eventually it's just 
how long the craze will, will last, I guess, is another thing. I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams trying to do this, like, because the next year or two are probably the biggest for NIL and what schools establish a good NIL program and structure. And there's probably going to be a lot of schools like, hey, come play here. You make 36000 a year, too. But like you said, in two years, how consistent is that going to be each year when you're not winning? Like, yeah, is Caleb no, Williams... Is Caleb's beats deal for the rest of the time he's in college or for a semester? Like what is like right. Right. It looks good That's at the time, the but how long does it last? And yeah, exactly. Or you like, have he, to win. If if, yeah. if if it works, you know, if it works for your team though, you're gonna get paid more. But if you start losing, like it's gonna dry up quickly. I'll say this I think it makes way more of an impact for if SMU is competing with Houston, um, TCU and so and so for a recruit. Them being able to say, hey, we can give you, what is it, 35 grand? 25 yeah, 36, grand? 36. We can give you $36,000 um, to come play here. That makes way more of an impact with like smaller schools than it does like the Alabamas and Georgias. Cause like next Those guys are NFL guys. Yeah. yeah it's He'll like, say, those, you'll make all you're going to make that anyway. Week. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you'll still be like, you'll still be able to make endorsements while you're here at Bama. But we're not going to like go um, shit in our pants because some kid wants X uh, to play here for two and a half years. Like, we'll just go find the next guy. Like, their results are NFL kids. Like if you're a guy that's probably going to be a four or five year college guy and like fringe NFLer, then yeah, trying to make as much money in college is not the worst idea, but that's where it'll impact people the most. So SMU being as, as small as university as they are and like being able to do that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, I've heard from some SMU people that are feeling pretty confident that if, you know, the Pac-12 hangs around and expands, which they're going to have to, that SMU feels in a good position with, with the Pac-12. So, you know, they're, they're committing, they're showing commitment, you know, they're building $100 million or doing a $100 million uh, stadium expansion. And they've announced millions of dollars in the NIL. So, I mean, they're, they're committed to, to, you know, competing at that high level. Are they expanding it or making it look prettier? Because it's not a very visually pleasing stadium. But both they're, they're, well, they're putting a, they're, it's going to be a full bowl now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the south end zone is going to be, and also there a whole new um, complex in that in that south end zone, locker rooms, all the good stuff. They just built an indoor practice facility, so they are uh, the money's flowing in right now for uh, from the SMU alums. And with the the price of uh, oil and gas, uh, I don't know if that's going to going to slow down anytime soon. Spend it while you got it. Speaking yeah. of nil, did you guys see the? tweet from the arch the texas ags message board about arch manning's deal and how recruitment isn't over still no but tex ags is a, a fun read if you haven't yeah uh, I, there's like no legitimate legitimacy to this so don't if take it with it if, but if you're into fiction yeah it. but they're talking about Ole Miss still calling and stuff and the reason i bring it is that bring it up is what do you think arch manning i mean texas had to have paid him a number and what do you guys I'm think sure the range is in did but i don't does money really matter to arch manning well no uh, it doesn't but uh, i'm just curious like no. the biggest recruit right now what is he making with nil i bet he's cheaper than a lot of i bet he's cheaper than other some other recruits but he's gonna be cheaper than that kid that's going to tennessee um, i bet you i bet you they guaranteed him at least half a million bucks or something a year and that's I mean, it deals I actually do feel like it was mainly his relationship with Sark. I yeah, think like I really, that's actually that's actually the majority. Of the I think league. he just wanted to do something different from the rest of the Mannings, like try to yeah. create his own legacy. Don't get like you're right. Like 
he's getting paid and I'm sure a lot of money. I just, I don't, I don't know if that was as big of a factor for him. He's going to be marketable anywhere he goes too. That's like, it's like, he's going to, he knows his NIL opportunities will be there. If he's the starting quarterback of Texas, that guy is going to make bank. Sky's the limit for any place he goes. Well, I also allegedly it might've been in that same post. I don't even know where I saw it is that Peyton really didn't want him to go to Ole Miss. Um, and then, like, the, his dad maybe really didn't want to go to Tennessee or something like that. So, like, who actually knows what the hell's going on? Like, that recruitment's not, like, weird, but they wouldn't let him have a Twitter or anything like that. So, you didn't actually know who offered him or who he liked the entire yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would also venture to guess, though, he's not just, like, swimming in cash when he gets down there. Yeah. I mean, his family's the Mannings. Like, they <laughs> yeah, like, they actually, that's true. Nothing new. Yeah. Like, he's – he Living, living comfortably for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, wrap this up. Just a little bit of golf talk before we end this thing. Uh, Cam Smith, uh, we're on the street now, has signed with Liv. So, you know, he's going to play the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's and then win. maybe the last time we'll see him on tour. And now, did you see Cam Young too? No, that's, that's like, they got to be about out of the top 48 guys, though. Like, they're gonna you boot know, some of those other guys. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Really. Some of those other guys, the the um like the temporary restraining order um that the tour filed against like Gooch and those guys that wanted to play in the FedEx, that um whole thing in court yesterday was pretty entertaining. Dude, is and, Gooch is he for real? Like, does he is is he really did he really think that like he really planned to only play one live event? Like that was his plan. I don't surely he should fire anybody who gave him that advice and told him that would be okay. I love Gooch, but he said a lot of dumb things over the last couple months. It's borderline excusable. (laughs) Yeah, and he's a great guy. Like yeah. Oklahoma Zone. And I think some people have like in the state, especially, it's like, yeah, they're general, like they're contractors, right? But like, dude, come on. Like it's just a bad look. Like you you took the you took that money for part of the reason they pay you so much is the risk you're taking of not being able to get back on the PGA tour. Like that's why they're paying you so much money. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, but it, it uh, really Cam just Smith seems like it's only a matter of time. Cam Smith just, is a Cam Smith. Loss. The only reason he's still here is so he, cause he has an actual chance to win the FedEx cup. If he didn't have a chance to win the 20 million or whatever it is, he would have been gone by now. It's so funny too. Cause he always played. And I, I've always liked Cam Smith a lot, but he, he plays the role of, oh, what are you going to do with all this money you want from the players' championship or whatever? Oh, I don't know. I've got all the money I need. I'm just going to yeah, fish. Come on, man. Stop. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, the President's Cup, like, I don't know if they're going to – I don't know who puts on the President's Cup, but I can't imagine the live guys are going to be allowed to play. That's going to be a snoozer. They're going to stink. Yeah, I mean, that – all of these things. All, the, the Ryder Cup will still be great because there's enough of them, but, like, even the Ryder Cup will be watered down next year. What's what's the name of the – I think he's from South Korea, the gentleman who almost won this past week or did win? Tom Kim won. Yes, he, he might be on the President's Cup. He, really. he, he's probably going – he's a stud. He's a beast. Him and yeah. Sung Jae are going to carry I love that Yeah. Yeah, I know the South Koreans, man. They've got some, some players sure. right now. They're showing out. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on golf before we wrap, wrap this uh, up? Um, Ricky is – on the free agent market for his caddy squeaked in at 125 last man in the field this week he's gonna go on a tear he's gonna win three events in a row win the fedex cup everybody's gonna be kissing the ring again he's back i have a friend uh that texted me this week and said ricky's gonna win this week so yeah there you go he's due 
Yeah. He really hasn't been playing that bad at golf, at least. No, he just plays very, very mediocre. Like, he just – he, but he, like, grinded to even, like, get yeah. to the FedEx Cup playoff. He, he's like, trying. He is trying. At this time last year, it's, like, no chance he's even, like, we're even talking about his name a year from now. But, right. like, the fact that he's even where he's at is – I'll tip my cap. Yeah, no, I, I'm a rookie fan. I hope he – I hope he uh, advances in the playoffs. Um. All right. That's uh, all we got, I guess. We are 24 days from Saturday of week one, even less than that, like 17 days, I guess, from the actual kickoff of college football week zero. So it is getting super close. Uh, As always, appreciate you listening. Follow us on social media at Fifth Year Podcast. Like, rate, subscribe on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Subscribe. Subscribe. Have a good week. (laughs)